You're listening to a United City, the official Peterborough United podcast. Hello and welcome to the second episode of our official podcast, A United City. My name is Phil Adlam, and if you listened to episode one, and let's be honest, I'd be disappointed if you didn't, you will know what to expect. But if this is your first time, I hope you'll be entertained. So let's tell you what to expect. On each episode, we welcome a supporter who will be situated in our fan zone. And we are pleased to welcome today's guest, John Miller. Welcome, John. Hello. And to our guest from the club. Now, on the first episode, manager Darren Ferguson made a little joke that we're in for George Boyd in terms of signing him. Nobody believed him. So who's our guest for episode two? Well, it's George Boyd. Welcome, George. Hello, everyone. So let's tell you what's coming up in today's podcast. We find out just how well George knows first-team coach and former teammate Aaron McLean in our now regular Knowing Me, Knowing You feature. We chat with defender Frankie Kent about why he is inviting Danny Dyer to a dinner party as we attempt to bring our Come Dine With Me feature in the matchday programme to life. And John in the fan zone will be grilling George with some Twitter questions. Not only that, but we also find out the answer to the killer question. I won't tell you what it is yet, George, but be prepared. It is a tough one. But first, let's find out a little bit about our guest. So, George, welcome to the podcast and welcome back to Peterborough United. It seems bizarre that I'm sitting across you at this moment in time because when it was rumoured in the summer, we all dismissed it. So how did you end up being back at Posh? Um, We'll have to thank the chairman and and Darren first and foremost. Um, I spoke with Darren most of the summer really when when he knew I was out of contract and he just wanted to be kept in touch of what was going on on my side. So... um, it was just, it works for everyone. Um, I want to come back here and get another promotion and it just fits. Everyone uh, is so welcoming. It's the same faces that were here six years ago, which is lovely. And and obviously Aaron and Strax on the coaching side, um, it was just a perfect fit. When Darren obviously kept in touch with you, how regular was that? Was he texting you every day, every minute? Uh, every other hour in the last few weeks. <laughs> how um, many excuses did you come up with? Uh, I think my missus thought I was having an affair at the start. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, We've always gotten well. We've always kept in touch throughout the years, and um, I-, I love working for him. So um, for me, it was a no-brainer. At what point did you think actually this could work for both parties? Was it something you-, you thought about as the summer progressed, or was it early on you thought, well, maybe that could work? How did how did it sort of fit into place? I was always keen on it, um, but towards the end, I think it just got to the point where I came down with my agent, and we just sat in the room with Barry and just said. Let's, let's get it done, just not leave and, and, until we agree everything. And it, it took at least about half an hour and it, it was done. It, it was that quick, really. Yeah, was it because obviously Craig had come back on loan, Aaron had come back on loan, you were the only one who hadn't actually returned? Were you just thinking, oh, I can complete this holy trinity and, and, and come back again? Yeah, I just think at my age, you, you need um, you need something to want to fight for every day. And um, just the, the lure of getting another promotion here and getting the club back in the championship was, was huge for me. Um, I, I could have played in the championship and and just got by but um, I just think the lure of, of coming back here was too much Yeah what did um, Aaron say when he first knew the deal was upon the table was he someone who was in your ear making sure that it got done uh, Not really I think well, Baz said a funny story when he, when he told Mikel Smith uh, that he was at the barbecue the day before and he said oh, we've got a half a chance of, of getting bored in tomorrow and I can't really say what, what he said but um, it was a lot of swearing and, and saying he's got no chance but, um, but to Baz and, and the chairman and the manager they got it done 
Yeah, John, as a, as a supporter, obviously, when we obviously signed a number of players during the summer. When you saw the signing of George Boyd, what, what was your reaction as a supporter? Um, I was a little bit surprised, but uh, pleasantly so. Looking forward to seeing him back. I mean, I, I guess it's it's one of those situations as a supporter whereby you, you see rumours all of the time, don't you? You see people being linked. Um, was it was it one where you thought, well, that, that, that can't happen, surely, when you saw it, the rumours begin? Um, I wasn't sure George would drop down to League One. Um, obviously, as he's just explained, the law of coming back to the posh was strong, which is great. Um, so I didn't expect it, but it was a pleasant surprise. And George, I guess you know the, the reaction of the supporters was something you were, I don't want to say expecting, because obviously you, you, you're not as arrogant as that, but you, you must have known that the supporters would be so happy to see you, see you back at the club. Yeah, I think just come back somewhere where you where you are loved and had a lot of success. Um, it, it's easy to come back in, and um, family-wise, it, it, we had our first daughter here, so there's just lots of fond memories. Um, driving back through the area, you just got a, a great feeling about the place. You didn't call your daughter Peterborough or Stanley no, no, or anything middle like that. Name. <laughs> but but in terms of um, you know coming back and seeing familiar faces, it, I guess that helps in terms of settling in, doesn't it? Because you, you actually came quite late in pre-season, so you, you didn't have the opportunity to meet the lads and get settled and all that kind of stuff. But because you know the area and you know so many people, was that an easy thing to do? Yeah, it was easy. And obviously, it's a, it's a great bunch of boys to, to settle in. Obviously, that helps straight away. You don't need any bad eggs and, and you're not settling in straight away. So um, they welcomed me um, the straight in. You'd prefer to have the whole pre-season. I think when you go away, I think you went to Lamango, they're important because you get a good... 10 days, two weeks together of, of knowing each other. So um, you want to be part of that, but I've, I've settled in really quickly. Now, people sometimes, when players, hide behind the fact that they've been at a club before, so they don't have to do the initiation. Now, most people will know that uh, football clubs, probably universally, wherever you go, if you're a newbie, you have to stand in front of the rest of the squad and sing. Um, or alternatively, you can pay the fine if you've got you know, four grand a week in your pocket. But I, I, I guess if you've already been to a club, what, what happens, George? Have you been made to sing yet? I use exactly that excuse. I've done it six years ago. I think because Knighty helped me. He came in, obviously, on loan last season. He had already sang. So I think it was only me and him left. So uh, we both used that excuse of uh, we've already done it. And they accepted that? I think they had to, yeah. I don't think they'd have done that for any other player, to be honest with you. I think they've probably let you off the hook there. I but... think Tomo did it last year as well, so that helped. Yeah. Um, he said he'd already done it. Did you Did you sing at Burnley? I sang at Burnley, yes. sang at Sheffield Wednesday. did um, Dancing in the Moonlight. Top, top loader, top loader, yeah. Yeah, how did it go down? Big tune, yeah. Yeah, were they were they clapping and singing or? Not really, no. Nah. No. Nah. Um, what would you sing, John? If you if you had to sing, if you had to jump in front of, I don't know, work colleagues or friends, have you got a go-to karaoke song? Uh, gosh, um, I haven't prepared for that one. No, I'm I'm full of surprises, to be honest. Uh, risking a show and a bit of age, I might like a bit of Frank Sinatra. Okay, oh. my way. Uh, well, we could do your way. <laughs> <laughs> See, we don't just get people on the show. We do a bit of vetting and all sorts. Uh, I do think Top Load is a bit of a tune, though. Yeah, yeah. OK. All right. We don't need to be endorsed by him, but uh, that's fine. Um, in terms of the start, though, George, I mean, obviously, uh, good win over MK Dons, good win at South End, getting a bit of momentum, obviously. In, in the first month, the games come thick and fast. It's just about getting results on the board, I guess. Yeah, I think it's always important to get your first win, and, and we got that, obviously, at South End. But um, I think gradually every game we've got better and better. Um it's 10 new faces so it's going to take time and I think the fans will see we'll, we'll get, we're getting used to the formation now the diamond's working well and, and Saturday was probably as near as complete away performance as you're going to get yeah, in terms of the in terms of the diamond, obviously you've played the diamond, the Ferguson diamond before. What does he demand from the role that you have within the diamond? Obviously, it's sort of the the left midfield, if that's the the right terminology in terms of the central area. What what are the demands on that particular role? 
just we'll get on the ball, and obviously it's a lot of running for me and Nighty to uh, to press the fullbacks and then obviously get back centrally um, to, to, to defence as a defensive shape. So um, it's a lot of hard work, but um, as you're saying, it, it clears matters to get on the ball in, in those little holes and we're causing teams a lot of problems because not many teams play that at this level. Yeah, is it easier playing as a two in a diamond than it is as a, as a four, which we obviously started with? Yeah, I think you can, you can overload them in the middle of the park. Um, and Reedy's been fantastic there, sitting and, and getting on the ball. So um, I think it's the overloads in the middle and, and getting the fullbacks bombing on. Yeah, in terms of when you're playing as a two as a central midfielder, I guess talking's probably key in that role in terms of who does the press and who doesn't. Is Knighty someone you can do because he's rubbish at interviews? So <laughs> I'm guessing that he, he must have something about him when he's on the pitch. No, right? he's a pretty good footballer, so I think we'll have that. Um, he's, a, he's, a, he's a big, strong boy and he's very athletic, so... Um, he can do that job, no problem. Yeah, we talked about Aaron McLean as a, as a first-team coach, obviously as a former striker. Is he getting a bit big-headed at the minute? Because obviously Mo Isa and, and Ivan Tony are scoring goals, the chances are being created, is he taking all of the credit? I don't know how. We did our first shooting session today with him, so I don't know what he's been doing for the last two months. Um, but yeah, he's been great for them. I think he's, he's been there and done it. Um, he's always speaking to him what, what positions to be in and and where to receive the ball. So I think he's been massive for him. Yeah, what's he like as a coach? Did you did you foresee him being a coach? Um, he's always wanted, he's always spoke about going into it. I think he's he, always talked a lot. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, and, and he's great at that. Um, <laughs> so, but um, he's really enjoying it. Um, from what I speak to him, it's something that he's good at and, and something he wants to uh, carry on with. Yeah. Did, did you ever see anybody else back in the day when you were playing here before that would go into management? Was there anybody who hasn't gone into management that you thought? They could have um, done it. I think Russell Martin will definitely go in eventually. I think I know he's done all his, his uh, A and B license, so um, I think he'll be a good manager. Uh, Keats, who always had that leadership quality to go in management, obviously has. Um, yeah, we had a few good good ones through the, throughout the years. Not something you fancied, no? No, not at the minute. Not the minute, not ruling oh, it out though. Keep playing. Till Darren Ferguson, to be fair, said uh, George it could happen, and and it did. So maybe yeah. ten years time, you could be in the dugout with those locks. Mm, doubtful. Doubtful. Okay, well, um, we've we've done a little bit of chat there about what's been going on, but it's about time we sort of put you under the ringer because as a guest, it's not just about nice questions. It's about testing you, seeing exactly what you're made of. So um, we we did this with Darren Ferguson in episode one, and it was a a game we like to call Mr. and Mr., knowing me, knowing you. We haven't quite nailed a name yet, but there's copyright issues, so we're we're working out who's going to be the cheaper one to go with. But um, what we essentially did with Darren was we gave Darren McAnthony, the owner, 10 questions for him to answer. He sent them to us, and then we tested Darren to see how well he knew the chairman. Multiple choice. We're going to do exactly the same with you, but obviously we can't do it with Darren. So we're going to do it with Aaron McLean. Now, you've played with him. You've been teammates with him. He's your first team coach. You should know a little bit about him. Do you think you're confident of getting some decent figures from these 10 questions? I hope so. John, do you reckon that he's got it in his locker? He's talking a good game, but I'm not too sure. You've seen the questions, haven't you? So uh, I'd like to give George my full support, but honestly, no. Okay, that's <laughs> blunt and to the point. Um, well, this is the game we're going to play then. This is Mr. and Mr. Knowing Me, Knowing You, and we're going to do this game with you and Aaron McLean. So, are you ready? Let's go. Question number one. If Aaron McLean could have a superpower, what would it be? Would it be to be invisible, to see into the future, or to live forever? What do you reckon? I think he would definitely want to be invisible. You think he'd want to be invisible? Yeah. Okay, well, let's find out. Aaron, would that be your answer? If I could have a superpower, it would be to see into the future. Because then I could 
know exactly what other people are going to do and I'd be able to win the lottery whenever I want. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't really know. That makes no sense. It doesn't really no. work, Aaron, like that, does it? No. If you saw into the future, you can't. You would have had to have picked your numbers. And, <laughs> I mean, he, he hasn't really thought he that. He hasn't through. thought. Give me a point for that. I can't give you a point for that. You got the answer wrong. And there was a choice of three. So, not not great start. Not great start. Let's see if you improve. Question two. Now, this is a good one. Who is the most famous person on Aaron McLean's phone? Okay. And the choices are number one, Jesse Lingard. Two, Ed Sheeran. Or three, Maya Jammer. What do you reckon? I don't reckon he knows any of those three. But I'll go with number three. You're going to go with Maya Jammer? Yeah. Okay. Aaron, let's have your answer. The most famous person in my phone book going off of who's current and in the public eye, I'd say probably Jesse Lingard. It's a great start, George. Nought from two. Uh, rather like your goal-scoring record since you come back, actually. But um, Jesse Lingard, uh, how would Aaron have known Jesse Lingard? Is that is he plucked that from the air? or? He'll pretend he knows him from somewhere. But he doesn't, does he? Let's be honest. I don't think he does. Who's the most famous person on your phone out of interest? Jesse Lingard? Um, you're you're going to nah. blow him out of the water, aren't you? We, no. might, <laughs> we might ask that question a little bit later. Right, question number three. Which poster did Aaron have hanging on his wall as a kid? Was it Paul Gascoigne, Ian Wright or Teddy Sheringham? Easy, righty. Righty, let's have a look. Poster would be Ian Wright or Alan Shearer. They were my two heroes growing up. But yeah, if I had to pick one, I'd say Ian Wright. Correct. Yeah. You're often running. No, I knew that. Right, his right, he was his hero okay. growing up. Okay. Did he, as you showed you the poster, or has he no, just shared he, that information <laughs> with you? He never invited me into his bedroom. No, no. He's got a mansion now, anyway. Um, question number four: What is Aaron's favourite place in the world? Is it Las Vegas, Marbella, or Dubai? Vegas again. Easy. Vegas. Okay, Aaron. Favourite place in the world? No question. Las Vegas. Best place on earth. Have you been to Las Vegas with Aaron McLean? I have. Okay, can you confirm that that is the best place in the world? No comment. No comment. <laughs> Good textbook, played in the Premier League, no comment answer. Uh, question number five. This is a tough one, this. What was the last film that Aaron McLean cried at? Was it Bambi, When They See Us, or A Star Is Born? The last two. I'd go When They See Us, because I've spoke about that with him. Okay, um, is that a new film? Is that a uh, it's a documentary on Netflix? Okay, um, let's see. Aaron, is that your answer? I don't really cry to films, but the last film that really touched me was When They See Us. If you haven't seen it, watch it. All right, we don't need a recommendation, Aaron. No, it I mean, is, it's, it's great. Why is it so great? Come on, then. It's, it's... Um, you can't not cry at it. Um, it's about these boys. Have in, you cried at it? I did. Did you? Um, in Brooklyn, who got falsely accused of. Um, well, a murder, which they never did. Okay. And it goes through all the the dodgy police. Okay. Did you um, did you proper weep, or was it just a little tear? In yeah, the yeah, eye? like ten times, oh. ten different parts. It's it's very sad. Oh, it's quite emotional, that isn't yeah. it? It almost brought a tear to my eye. Um, almost. Um, question number six. Uh, what was Aaron's first job? Was it a delivery driver, a window cleaner, or a shop assistant? I think he was a delivery driver. You know. Okay, delivery driver. Aaron, are you, were you a delivery driver? I've only ever played football, really. But when I was a kid, my next-door neighbour's dad used to be a delivery man to Indian restaurants. And in the holidays, we'd go and help him. 
deliver and we'd get paid 50 quid at the end of the week for it. So, yeah, that was my first and only job that I've ever had, other than football. £50 he got for delivering. I'll how, do that. How, where, where was he delivering? <laughs> that sounds ridiculous. But you've got it right, you have an absolute role. You, you, you've got the last four right. Um, you happy with that so far? You sound surprised. I am surprised, um, mainly because I know what questions are coming, so I think you've probably peaked. But question number seven, now this is going to be a real test of whether you know him or not. What is Aaron's biggest fear? Is it the fear of heights, the fear of spiders, or the fear of wasps? Heights. Heights. Okay, Aaron, are you scared of heights? My biggest fear, I'd say, is spiders. I don't know why, they're only so small, but I don't like them. So that would be my biggest fear. Got cocky, didn't you? Got cocky. Um, <laughs> he's scared of heights as well. Well, he, he, he's he gone for spiders. He, he's, mm. he clearly said that it's his only fear is no. spiders. Now you know that information, are you tempted to...? Very tempted. Okay. <laughs> I like the way he, he, he wasn't really bothered about the size of the no, spider either. Any, big or small. Big or small, it's good to know his knowledge. Question number eight. What is Aaron's biggest achievement? Was it scoring his first goal in the EFL? Was it making his Premier League debut? Or was it passing his coaching badges? I think making your Premier League debut. Okay, no. Premier League debut, Aaron? Biggest achievement is making my Premier League debut. Day that, as a kid, you dreamed of. And to make my debut at White Hart Lane was definitely the proudest moment for me. All right, we only wanted an answer. We didn't want to go on about it. I mean, uh, where was your Premier League I think I played with him in that game. Did you? Yeah. Okay. Um, He came on, yeah. Um, Mine was at Chelsea away. Okay. We lost 3-0. How was it in terms of your performance? Uh, I only came on a sub. Touched the ball at all? Ten minutes. Twice. Twice. Nice. What was your favourite Premier League ground to play at, by the way? Um, I love the Etihad. But uh, Old Trafford, just for purely, just because it's Old Trafford. Quite right. And you had a great record there. Um, Question number nine. um, Who is Aaron's favourite former teammate? Is it Craig McHale-Smith, George Boyd or Curtis Davis? Imagine. I'd go McHale-Smith. You go McHale-Smith? Yeah. Okay. Aaron, favourite teammate? I had a lot of good teammates, to be fair. Um, A number of different clubs. But I'd say my favourite was, I'll have to say, George Boyd, as he used to set up all my goals. <laughs> um, I don't know what that laugh at the end was, first and foremost. Um, <laughs> secondly, I can't believe you didn't pick yourself. Sure, you, you I just been... thought it was too obvious. Yeah, but this isn't, this isn't who wants to be a millionaire. This is a <laughs> podcast, you know what I mean? Just go with the, go with the flow. You got, you got that wrong, unfortunately. Um, so question number 10, and final question. What is Aaron's favourite film? Is it Hangover, Shawshank Redemption, any given Sunday. Um, Shawshank or any given Sunday. I'm I mean, there's go, only three guesses. So I'm going to go Shawshank. You're going to go Shawshank. Yeah. Aaron, what's your favourite film? Favourite film, hands down, any given Sunday. Oh. Best film ever made. Best film it. ever made. Is, That's a uh, big statement. It is a big statement. Um, so how many do you think you got? Five, six. Six. Yeah. It's not bad. It's not bad. Uh, John, you, you didn't have too much confidence in him. Are you, are you surprised he got six? Uh, 
Yes. Is maybe if you maybe say I her, should have read the questions closer, but I think he did well. He, he did okay. He did okay, although given one of the answers was George Boyd and he didn't get that one right, I, I question whether we should applaud him too much. But six out of ten, that's not a, that's not a bad not a bad uh, total to uh, to come up with. Um, one of those questions, obviously, favourite film. Have you got a favourite favorite film? Oh, there's too many. Um, I mean, we've got 20, 20 minutes, do. 25 minutes. Um, what, what do you reckon? Why is Shawshank Redemption so universally loved by footballers because if you ask that question of any footballer they will mention it and I don't I've never seen it I think what I've never seen it Come on. I think if you ever go on a coach that's the only tape the driver has okay yeah. and you don't really you get a lot of time to watch a lot of films so <laughs> that's fair enough I, I, I just I'm, I'm not a big film lover not a big film lover uh, but then I'm not a footballer so I don't get the time. Thank you for answering those questions. We're going to go into uh, a little pre-record now. It's a bit of, re- a bit of podcastery here um, where we don't have to speak for four minutes. So anyone listening to my voice and been bored by it will be probably thanking the Lord that we're at that point now. But earlier this week, I sat down uh, with Frankie Kent. Um, now, in the programme, we have a Come Dine With Me feature. And along those lines where you ask what sort of meal you'd cook, the location and some special guests from a select five categories. So I sat down with Frankie and asked him those questions and found out why he invited Danny Dyer as one of his guests. We'll start with your location. You've gone for Lake Como. I'm guessing you've been there before. Yeah, I went there on holiday with family when I was about... 15 or 16 and yeah it was lovely what makes it stand out from the rest i don't know it was just something properly new and i weren't expecting it to be that nice and obviously it's fairly close to milan as well so i got to see the san siro so which was nice in terms of your dinner let's start with your starter you've gone for anchovies and bread is that because that's the simplest thing you can think of or yeah i think so it's a little bit fancy as well and then the main as well (laughs) you've gone for a lobster roll yeah lobster roll yeah you get them, yeah, it's lovely. <laughs> Isn't a lobster quite a difficult thing to get at, meat-wise? Or is it uh, just gone for it because no, it's, it's, like... it's all it's all torn up and it's all in a roll. And it's like, I've got all butter and garlic and, yeah, nice, nice. It's one of my faves. Dessert-wise, you've gone for vanilla and strawberry cheesecake. Yeah, it's my go-to, I think. Could, could you make this? I could give it a go, but I doubt it'd be any good or as good as the ones that I always go for. What's your speciality? If you if you were being made to cook, what would you go to? Oh... My fajitas are good. Yeah? Yeah, my fajitas are good. Okay. Let's go on to your actual uh, invite. So a teammate, mm. current former, you've gone with Jason Naismith. Any particular yeah. reason was he sat next to you when you did he this? He was sat next to me and as well he's possibly one of the funniest gays I've ever met. So. Okay. Yeah, no. In, in what he, way he is he funny there. though? Is he ha-ha funny or is he just funny because he's, um, everything he says makes you laugh? I, I don't know, it's a bit of both and as well I, I just, his accent just does me every time. Anything he says it just makes me laugh. Do you not think people say that about you or? No, I don't think so. Okay. Um, another footballer, you've got Wayne Rooney. Yeah, just I reckon it'd just be a laugh. It'd be quite interesting to see what he's what he's like and what he's got about him. You know, uh, musician Lewis Capaldi. Yeah, he's one of my favourites at the minute. Is that because obviously he sort of burst onto the scene the last couple of years? Is that mm. the type of music you'd go for? Yeah, yeah, it's a right bit of me. Speaking <laughs> um, right bit of me, movie star Danny Dyer. <laughs> yeah, that was just a funny one to be fair. But yeah, I wouldn't mind him at the table showing off and being all loud and. Being all, uh, yeah, you know what I mean. Comedian follows the same theme, yeah. Mickey Flanagan. Yeah, Mickey Flanagan, yeah. I went to see him uh, last year when he'd done his thing at O2, and yeah, he was good. I like, I like to have like quite a loud, loud table, I think. In terms of sporting hero, Bobby Moore, obviously yeah. um, 
iconic player. I don't think you need to say too much more on that. I guess no. he's someone that you'd aspire to be. Yeah, big time. Obviously, captain of England, and yeah, no, he was he was the main man, wasn't he? Uh, someone from the dead, Elvis Presley. Yeah, obviously his music's good. Listen to that as well. Yeah, just like to actually see if um, everything that everyone said about him was real. <laughs> <laughs> you've, got a, you've got a very uh, male orientated party there. Yeah, yeah, it's all about the lads, isn't it? Yeah. Have a laugh. That's what you're going for. Yeah. Fair play, thank you very much. So that was Frankie Kent um, talking about his very male um, dinner party that he's uh, he'd love to... I mean, it, some of the names that he came up with there were quite interesting. I mean, Danny Dyer... Um, I'm not. I'm not too Is sure. Is he a movie star? Uh, yeah, I'm also not too sure. In a dinner environment, he would necessarily have some great tales to tell. Um, and... Obviously, Mickey Flanagan sounds exactly the same as Danny Dyer, so you, you wouldn't understand anything that was going on there. Um, Elvis Presley was a bit of a left-field one, um, but, um, but there we go. Who would you invite from? If you were going to invite someone to a dinner party, anybody at all, in any category, George, who would you go for? Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson? Yeah. Do you know we've got a picture of Mike Tyson in a Peterborough United shirt? Yeah, I've got yeah. one as well indoors. Have you? Yeah, me and him. How, how, how come? Because I had a picture with Mike Tyson. Okay. Did, did you pay for that privilege? Because if I remember rightly, he no, okay. uh, he, he was charging... 30 quid, yeah. 30 quid for a photo. <laughs> I think we played... It was a West Ham game. Yeah. Um, and I remember taking Kieran Dyer down to the venue at the posh ground to, to meet Mike Tyson. And Mike Tyson went, yeah, 30 quid, please. Yeah, you literally wouldn't have a picture unless you gave him 30 quid. <laughs> Great, great story about Mike Tyson. If you uh, there's a there's a video of Mike Tyson um, at the football ground with Joe, the photographer, and Joe absolutely pies him, like literally pies him, and I, I feared for his safety at that point. Um, so Joe, Joe has pied Mike Tyson, and he will tell people that regularly if you ask him. Um, what about you, John? Have you have you got a, an ideal dinner guest? If you're going to invite anybody. To, to sit around your table and discuss the world? Well, I think after that last story, I might invite Joe. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't. I mean, it would be a boring dinner party, if I'm being brutally honest. But um, there must be a celebrity out there that you'd love to, or somebody who's done something in the world that you'd like to invite. Um, yeah, I guess probably maybe Bernie Ecclestone. Oh, interesting. I mean, he, he would have a few good tales. Um, he'd, he'd kind of, you know, beat you in terms of the car when he arrives, I'd imagine. I'd go Liam Gallagher, I reckon. I think Liam Gallagher would have a, a few good tales to tell. Um, what about your music uh, music history, George? What were you into? Mainly hip-hop. Mainly hip You said that with a wry smile as if yeah. you, you feared there would be a question about why you're into hip-hop. Because I like it. Okay, what would be your go-to hip-hop track? Um, I, th- I never thought I'd ask that question of George Boyd, if I'm honest. I like a lot of Drake. Um, yeah. You said hip hop now, and now, now I'm beginning to wonder whether you've said that to act cool because you're no. struggling to come up with a few Rick artists. Rick Ross, I like them all. Okay, okay. Um, I don't know. I don't know whether I believe you. <laughs> Who's in charge of the music at the ground? Um, Ivan was, but then Madders has put in the last few, and um, it's some very deep house music that not a lot of people like. But because we keep winning, we've got to have it on now. Every, so it's, it's superstitious, really. Yeah. Um, but um, there's not many fans of it, but it's working. Okay. Um, what who used to be in charge of the music back in your day in the first uh, the first spell at the posh? Oh, it's McLean. Was it? Yeah. He always gets involved, doesn't he, McLean? He's everywhere. Right now, it's time to stop listening to my um, my boring voice um, because what we're going to do now is uh, hand over to John in the fan zone, who's got some questions. Now we asked the Twitterati. I love that word. The Twitterati to ask some questions of George, um, and we've had a few come in. So, John, it's now your time to grill George with the questions that have come in. Go for it.
Okay, well, I think we've got a short list of eight questions here, George. Um, and the first one is certainly a question that every posh fan will have their own opinion on. Uh, how good is Marcus Madison? Very good. Uh, I think you can only see from what he's done at the start of the season. Um, his, his assists and creativity is, is brilliant. Um, it's a surprise no one's come in for him, that's for sure. And um, But he's... He's definitely a massive asset for us this season. Can I just ask, when you when you were away from the football club and you obviously saw the assists that Marcus was creating at League One level, why why is it, do you think, that nobody took a punt on him? Based, uh, based, I mean, if you look at your stats purely alone. But yeah, that's the question I ask myself for a lot, looking from, from the outsiders. Why, why is no one taking him? Because it, it's an assist or a goal every week. Um, and the stats are there for everyone to see. So, um, yeah, that, that's from the outside, that's... That's the shot that no one's taken a gamble, or not even a gamble. No one's taken him. Still time, I suppose, with the chance of winner, it better not be to attempt fate. <laughs> but let's hope not. Um, personally, I think he's, you know, he's brilliant. He's a great flair player. He makes things happen, and he gets the fans off their seats. Uh, and I certainly noticed that in Milton Keynes last week, uh, when he scored the first goal, that was the first goal we scored all season that he didn't assist. Mm. Which is and, and, and which is an incredible statistic. I think Marcus. Um, he went through a period of scoring unbelievable free kicks as well. He's, he's obviously got that in his locker. Um, I noticed that you tried to have a free kick at Oxford um, early on in the season. Is that because you said, I'm George Boyd, give me the ball? Or how, how did you end up getting the ball off him? No, it's just too close for him. So I said, just lay it and I'll smash it. And what happened? I think it got blocked. <laughs> have you ever scored a free kick? Yeah, Stephen Ijoa scored one. Okay. The fact you know it suggests that that's probably the, the only one. one. Yeah. Doesn't sound like a big list. No. <laughs> no, no. Hit me, John. Question two. What we got? Um, George, what's your favourite goal that you've scored in a posh shirt? Uh, easy. The Huddersfield one for me. Um, just a, a long range effort. Um, I think when it sits up for that, like you like that, um, you, you've got to hit it. And, and lucky enough, it went in. You also scored one against Boston didn't you, on your debut, which was a little bit closer, but a similar sort of style. Is it all instinct in goals like that? Yeah, people have asked this before. Literally, I've, I remember flicking it around the corner to I think Sido, and um, yeah, you don't really think it, it just all happens in, in one movement, and, and and it's a goal. Can I just ask you about Sido? Given the fact you just mentioned him, are you, are you slightly surprised with how his career has sort of tailed off from what he was like when he was on loan with us? Because he was one of the nicest guys you could possibly meet. Yeah, it is a surprise because he he was great here. Um, worked hard, came in every day and trained really well. Um, a fantastic finisher. Um, so it is a surprise that. He, his career's not gone as well as it should have been, really. Go on, question three, John. I keep interjecting. I am I am sorry. That's fine. Um, George, you've played in several promotion-winning games with the Posh. Um, which is your favourite? Hereford, Colchester or Huddersfield? Good question, that. Um, I'd say the Huddersfield, just for the old Trafford and... They brought a massive fan, fan base, didn't they, with all this um, silly T-shirts... Um, and I think the semi-final was massive. That I've never had an atmosphere like that. The MK Dons at home. So um, just the momentum from that game and into the final and um, and going into the championship. It was a bit strange because obviously Craig had in, in, intimated at that point that he was going to move on. Obviously scored in that game, but did it did it feel a little bit weird in a sense that you knew one of you was moving on? No, not really. Um, I think just the aim from the chairman to the manager was just get promoted. So um, obviously we. We didn't do as well as we should have when we got back into the championship. But, um, yeah, obviously he scored 30-odd goals, so you're going to miss that that sort of player. But um, I think we, we brought well um, 
and you have to just distribute the goals around the team. Yeah, what was the best party out of those three though? We had a great night in Manchester. We had went back to the hotel, didn't we, in mm. Worsley, and um, yeah, that was a great night. League two, League one. I think we came back to Peter. They're both great nights. Mm. The fact you can remember them is disturbing. <laughs> yeah. Go on. Um, you should have. Uh, which member of the Twitter arty suggested these questions? I should, but I don't. I, I don't like naming people in case that they they they. I twist the question; they come for me. So um, you might encourage them to ask more questions anyway. Yeah, go on. Uh, not an exclusive posh question, George. Uh, who's the most talented player you've ever been fortunate to play with? Play with? Um, I think technically Tom Holliston's um, left or right foot technically unbelievable. Um, could, could spray a forty-yard pass with his with his weak foot, um, and I think. Obviously, he played a lot for England. Um, he, he's definitely up there. Good okay. answer. Good answer. What was scoring your first goal in the Premier League like? It's literally the greatest feeling ever. Like you work so hard to, to get in the Premier League first and foremost, but then to score in it is um, is just one of those tick the boxes. Um, amazing feeling. We'd won six nil um, against Fulham in that game, so um, it was a good day at the office. Was did the wings come out? Yeah, the wings are out. Yeah, yeah. I think you can see just a sheer relief in my face um, once I scored it. Well, did you feel pressure scoring your first goal with the Premier League? Did it feel like it's something you wanted to achieve? Yeah, no, not really pressure. Just just the, the elation of scoring in, in the Premier League is, is what you wanted to do as a kid, and um, yeah, just a relief really. Did you rush home and watch match of the day? <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> was, it, was it surreal watching yourself on match of the day? Yeah, that does get some getting used to. Um, but it's just so much scrutiny in in the Premier League. It's it's, it's everywhere. Um, that's the main difference, I think. So, what's the championship? The media coverage is huge. What was it like in, in terms of in terms of a, a normal Premier League week? How how many cameras are on you at all times? Did you, you have to sort of set aside in the afternoon and say, "Like, I'm going to be late home because I've got four thousand interviews." To do. Uh, well, they'd have like a media day where the Sky the cameras could come and film your train. So I think that was like a Tuesday, and then Thursday you'll have. Um, media day so you may get to do that with the manager and then there's like international media you have to do in the afternoon Friday nothing really on a Friday but um, yeah, you've got to please everyone really Well it's interesting that your first goal was against Fulham because the next question I think has got a, a tentative Fulham link uh, were you disappointed to not play more games for Scotland? Yeah definitely because um, I got first called up when I was in the championship then I was playing week in week out in the Premier League and still getting a bit overlooked um, and playing and better than most people in my position uh, at that time so um, this point I should have had a lot more caps um, but after our strikes why his dad didn't pick me <laughs> I, 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 I can just about can you get his Scottish accent otherwise the, the it's microphone quite strong. headphones or it, 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 it's it's a little twang a little twang um, how did you qualify again was it my you, granddad you went there once no, my granddad was uh, Scottish. Yeah. Born and bred. Yeah. Um, like Craig. Craig. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Uh, well, it's a shame you didn't play more for Scotland. I'm not sure why either. I was surprised uh, that you only played twice when I looked it up, but um, it's nothing to do with me. You scored, you scored on the bit in your B team debut, didn't you? Yeah, right? beat, we yeah. won 2 um, 0. Yeah. I think that was in League when I was in League One. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I, it's weird, isn't it? I mean, when you look back on the time when you were playing and what quality was coming through Scotland at that time that there wasn't such more of a clamour for it maybe maybe you should have done more interviews George maybe that Friday when they said there was no interviews you should have been there yeah. with the kilt on maybe there's still time 
Maybe, well, are you, are you ruling it out on this podcast? Yeah, yeah. Are you not, retired there's from Scotland? No more time. You retired from international football? <laughs> I'm not getting picked. <laughs> Neither am I, and I'm not retiring. Uh, okay, two more questions, both back to the posh. Um, who's the funniest posh teammate you've ever had? Oh, um, it's a tough one, isn't it? It's no good looking at me. I mean, you're definitely not in there. Um, thanks. We had some great team spirit in, when I first joined. Um, we had probably five or six of us lived in the same area, so always loads of laughter and cooking each other food and that. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure who the funniest was, but was there, uh, Joe Lewis is, is funny. Yeah, was um, anyone weird? Like, proper weird? James McEwen was weird. He was weird, yeah. wasn't he? He was weird. We saw him quite recently. Yeah, we saw him at Grimsby. Yeah. Married um, with kids now. He is. He is. And um, he still looks exactly the same as he did yeah. that 10, 15 years ago. And still very weird. Um, <laughs> what's the last question? Uh, this is quite a serious question. I've, uh, I've no idea who suggested it. Um, what was the key to success in your early days at the Posh? I think what I was just saying there, the, the team spirit was, was unbelievable. We were always all around the same age. Um, so lived all in sugar way um would meet every night to, to cook each other dinner and uh would go out as well socially together um and that gives you so many more points per season um and we carried that into league one got two promotions in a row so um and we kept that core of players together so um i think that's huge um the team spirit is, is massive well, cheers, John. Thank you very much for stepping in uh, to, to grill George with those uh, fan questions. Um, but there's one big question that we've yet to ask. George, are you ready? It's time for the killer question. George, what's your middle name? Is it Yan? Yan. Jan Boyd. Yeah. Jan? Polish. Okay. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, a killer question. What hair products do you use? Um, I shampoo and condition. I don't usually really use hair products on my Come hair. on. Come on. Just brush it and, and let it go. This is, this is a chance to get an advert. I've been trying for that for years. Yeah. <laughs> You only use shampoo and conditioner? Yeah. Well, that's... that's I was, killed your question a bit, isn't it? I was, um, ex- I was expecting, like, a, a detailed description. No. Right. George, thank you thank for, you. for that. Um, let's explore that middle name, then. Because I only noticed this early on. Um, I, I don't. I always assumed you were just George Boyd, or George Legend Boyd. But, Yam. And you say it's Norwegian. No, it's Polish. Polish? Yeah, Norwegian. Um, Sorry, my granddad right? was Polish, yeah. So you could have played for Poland as yeah. well? Are you ruling them out? I mean, yeah. <laughs> why? Why, um, why did you choose Scotland over Poland? Then was it just a case of opportunity? Yeah, Poland never came calling, and, and Scotland did. Maybe they didn't know. Mm. Yeah, they probably didn't. You didn't know. I, I didn't, and I've known you ages. Um, Jan, as well. Is, is, is his surname? Have you granddad? No, my, it was my mum's dad. Uh, his surname was Gaelic, um, okay. and um, his uh, his name was Jan. Okay, thanks for, thanks for clearing that up. Um, in terms of uh, things away from football, obviously you're a family man. Um, you've got th- three kids. Three, three yeah. kids. Obviously they, they came out with you on the uh, the game uh, against Dipswich, was it? Fleetwood, one of the two. Fleetwood, yeah. um, How important has, has, has family been to you and, and how key have they been in terms of you know keeping you grounded, I guess? 
Yeah, huge. Obviously, the, I've got twin boys and, and they're obsessed with football, so that, that helps. Um, they want to come watch Daddy all the time um, and little girl Ava, so she's not as interested as, uh, as the boys. But um, yeah, I think having kids changes everything. Um, it's something else to, to work for and um, yeah, they're, they're a massive part of my life. Yeah, and obviously you, you've been with your partner for so long now as well, and you, I think you met prior, prior to Peterborough. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've obviously grown through your career together. And I guess that's kind of a nice thing as well that, that she shared in, in what your career's provided for you. Yeah, she'll say she's the reason <laughs> for the upward curve. But um, yeah, obviously it's nice to have that stability and she's followed me everywhere. Um, and I think it's important to have a good family life. Was it surreal telling her you were coming back to Peterborough, giving the memories? Yeah, she was always always keen on it. Um because um, we had, we had our first child here and we had, we moved to Nazington um, and, and love living over there. We would have kept that house over there f- forever. Um, but obviously you move all over the country and um, but just great memories back here. Yeah, and when you left the first time, I mean I remember because I had to I was playing virtual golf at the time and I got a phone call from the kit man saying, "Can you get the boots for George and meet him somewhere in a car park off the A1 because you were going to Hull?" And uh, I, 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 was, I thought, how dare he ruin my <laughs> night off for a start? But then. It, it was kind of weird because it had been muted for so long that the, the time was going to be right for you to move on. But it actually came after a 5-1 win at Millwall mm. where you'd obviously been uh, in devastating form as the team was. Was it a, a surreal moment at that point to leave? Yeah, I think it was weird because obviously January had gone and nothing had happened and um, and then the loan window opens and that was closing as well, I think. So um, I had my head on, on staying here for the rest of the season. And as you said, we were in great form. but battered Millwall with that night and getting a bit of momentum going to um, towards safety. So, uh, But you just never know in football. It, it literally happens and you just have to move. Do you have to get the mindset right, though? Because I'd imagine, I mean, as a supporter, you want a player to stay for all his career. But timing is, I guess, key, isn't it, in terms of going to that next level? Did you feel that the time was getting to the point whereby you had to jump ship? Yeah, I thought... Not jump was, ship, but no, follow yeah. the dreams. I thought I was definitely ready. Um, I think everyone ha- everything happens for a reason and obviously... Ha- it so happened that Hull uh, were going for promotion and the next move had to be for a, a top championship team going for for the Premier League and uh, I think Hull was second or third at a time and, and had a good chance of getting promoted. Yeah. John, when you were growing up, obviously in the... the oh, don't want to be diskind here. Um, when you were growing up supporting Peach United, was there a player that you idolised you know, in your younger days that, that moved on and you found it hard to accept? Um well, I started supporting Posh in the sort of late 80s to the mid-90s, which in hindsight was a fantastic period. Um, so uh, I was always disappointed when we kept selling Ken Charlery. Yeah, but he kept coming back, rather like a boomerang. Uh, Similarities yes. there, George. Yes, yeah, although the last time wasn't great. No, and I guess that, you know, when you as you're a fan, when you, when you kind of get... You don't idolise players, or I suppose you, you can idolise players, but there are players whereby you just accept are going to move on at a time because we're Peterborough United at the end of the day. It, it, I guess that this current squad, is Madison's the one that you, you kind of look at and think, well, we don't really want him to leave. Uh, no, we definitely don't want him to leave because um, he's a fabulous player and he makes things happen. But if someone gives him a chance higher up, I think you'd have to respect him to give him the chance to take it because I think he deserves it. Yeah, what advice would you give, George, to someone like Marcus who's been here probably the same period of time as you were the first time around? Do you, do you have to just be selfish as a, in a certain extent in terms of where do you want to be in your career? Yeah, he, he'll know within himself when, when the time's right and um, every player wants to play the highest level they can. So obviously hopefully we get promoted this year and he can showcase that in the championship next year. But... Um, you, you want to test yourself and 
if it's not asked, then he needs to do that elsewhere. Last couple of questions, because you've got tattoos. Marcus has got tattoos. Thankfully, you've got better tattoos than... Uh, than is there any tattoo that means more to you than any others? Uh, kids' faces all across my chest. They're, they're my main ones. Um, but Madders has got... Uh, unbelievable amount of uh, tattoos, and I think he does a couple of himself as well. Yeah, badly, but he, he <laughs> does he does do a couple of himself. Would you allow Marcus to tattoo you? Absolutely not. No, I didn't think so. And um, just finally, then, um, obviously, the aim for you when you came back was to to get promoted to the championship. Do you feel this squad is equipped to do that? Yeah, I'll come back to win the league. Um, I think. Oh, trophy is nice. Yeah, I want the I want the title. Mm. Um, I think with this squad, we've got a great chance. Um, and the last few weeks forms shows that we're getting in our groove a bit and. Um, getting used to to everyone and, and the formation. So um, I think we'll get stronger as, as the season goes on and um, and we've got a good squad um, if, if we get injuries. George, thank you very much for joining us on uh, the official podcast. John, thank you for, for coming in on your, on your afternoon and, and giving your time up. Uh, I'd like to thank the college as well for giving this wonderful area for us to, uh, to record the podcast, the Peterborough College. So thank you for listening. We'll be back very, very shortly. Uh, for episode three of the United City. We've had Darren and George as guests so far. God knows who I'm going to pick for the third one, but uh, we look forward to recording it. Thanks for listening. Let us know what you thought of today's episode by getting in touch at The Posh Official on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Or you can send us an email to media at theposh.com.